This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 53, with Andy Kirby, Hacha, and Jared Mayo. in the world is Hachow? Do you ever just feel like saying Hachow and announcing yourself? No, I mean, but now I think it's going to probably catch on, yeah. I will send you a dollar in the mail if you do it tomorrow when you get to work. Really? Yeah. I'll probably PayPal it to you. Oh, okay, so it's like 80 cents. Well, I'll mark it as a gift. Because it is a gift. Wait, they don't tax gifts? Nope. PayPal doesn't take a fee if you send it as a gift. What? That's crazy. I wonder if legally they can't or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. So what's going on, man? Dude, it's been like 17 months since our last podcast. Yes, and I blame both of us. And you know what? I thought we were going to get away from it, but Scott yesterday said on the Facebook page, what's the deal? Blasted Scott. I know, always. always. Scott with a K. Man, you know, we talked about him a lot, and I don't know if he knows this, but Hideous Energy talked about him a, a whole lot on their episode right there, the same the same week we came out. Now, what did they have to say about Mr. Jimenez? That he does not like hardly anything. <laughs> uh, that would be accurate. <laughs> See, I think that I, 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 I like him. Like, he, 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 he makes me laugh a lot, so... You know, I don't know how serious he is. I mean, he's fairly serious because he is. Uh, he works for Comic Booked, so you know he reviews comics for a living. But uh, oh man, he just tickles me. He does. Well, I don't know that he tickles me, but he is enjoyable. <laughs> he may not tickle me per se. <laughs> We're Facebook friends too. Oh well, that's fantastic news. I enjoy reading his posts and things going on in his life and. About the other things he doesn't like outside of comic books. Oh, really? Yeah. I have not figured out how to use Facebook yet, so I, I have not done that yet. <laughs> yes, folks, I maintain the Facebook page. Now that uh, now that my, my I, I have added my family as my friends on Facebook, so really now we're friends more than family, everybody's always coming up to me and they're like, hey, did you see my post on this? Did you see my post on this? <laughs> No, no, I don't go to your page. Is it? I type in, I go to my browser, which is Chrome, and I type the letter F, and it goes, it fills it out for me. Facebook.com slash Marvel616politics, and I click enter. I never see anybody's stuff. <laughs> I don't understand how it works. I don't have time to go and look at other people's, you know, pictures of their cats. Oh, but those are good. Grumpy Cat is the best. And you, you, what is with all this stuff? How come I can't even communicate with you? Because it, it's like you're talking internet meme, and I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like when we're I, texting I'm, each other. What? Like when we're texting each other? Is that what you're texting, talking about? Texting you, it's like speaking a different language. <laughs> Dude, it's t- like speaking a different language with you. Roger that. <laughs> Roger that, diggity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking to you about numbers and stuff, and you're like, 
Ain't got, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I'm gonna pee in the rice. And yeah, the pee in the rice. Oh man, I was like pee in the rice. What in the world? What is that? I feel like I don't even live in the same planet as you. <laughs> and yet we still figured it out. We get along all right. Oh, no, I mean, we get along all right. No, that's true. <laughs> so what what else is going on with you? Well, I was going to ask you because I know so much has happened in your life since we had our last podcast. This is true. Yes. Like Jackie's pregnant again. No. Oh. No. Sorry. No. Sorry about that. But you did tell me that you, like, I I went home and told Jackie this right away. Okay, first of all, (laughs) I've gotten a vasectomy, so the boys aren't playing ball? I I don't know. Uh, uh... Let's just skip over that. (laughs) So so it's not, you know, unless we ramp it or something, it's not going to happen. But then you come back to me and you're like, out of the blue, I don't even think we were talking. And you text me and you're like, hey, just so you know, 12 years ago, my friend, <laughs> I know a friend who got a vasectomy and they have a two-year-old now. Just <laughs> be warned. I'm like, what is, what, what? Like, you came I, to mind when she told me that story. <laughs> you're like, oh, I got to tell Andy this. She's 20 years old and she's like, I have a two-year-old brother. My dad had a vasectomy 12 years ago and my mom had her tubes tied. Two, what? You had both? <laughs> yes. That's like... They're like, you know what? Just in case, let's both go in. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. Well, um, I took a sales position at the company. Yes, tell us about that. Right. So I'm going to be traveling and doing a lot more, you know, sales. And the cool thing is, I I have I get to sell a product where the person I'm selling it to, they don't pay any money. That's awesome. Yes. So, hope is that like Obamacare? Right. You don't pay. Right. No. Sorry about that. What What it is, it's like uh, I go to operators, which are, you know, your BPs, your Chevrons, your your big guys. And I say, hey, uh, your contractors um, who you hire have to go through this safety orientation for OSHA. And instead of you providing one, how about you use this one? It's free. It's standard. And all your peers are using it. And it helps out the contractor because they don't have to pay for... 15 orientations they just pay for one and they're like oh i don't know it sounds it sounds pretty good yeah let's do it so that's it is that what you did today in houston yes that is what i did today in houston i flew into houston at 8 30 and i got back into town at 5 30 now could this not have been a phone call no no because all, all the time it's like all right yeah yeah we'll, we'll set up a meeting and then uh yeah yeah we'll see you Dude, we get there. Look, I don't want to go into this this huge thing, but we had a 10:30 meeting, right? We yeah. get there and we're sitting in the uh, reception because I got my senior member of the sales team with me. And uh, oh, I'm not—he's not even in the building, sir. I don't know where he is. So we call the guy, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to reschedule." And we're like, "Right, we flew in to meet with just you." <laughs> and and Ain't so nobody got time for that. He's uh. He'll be like, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, 1 o'clock. I'll be in the office at 1 o'clock. So we go and we eat. We come back. It's 1. Actually, we got there at like 1230. Uh, it's 1. And then it's 110. And then it's 115. And then it's 120. And we see another guy come in. He's like, I need to see so-and-so for 130. And we're like, oh, great. You know, it's the same dude he's looking for. Mm. 
And uh, so anyway, we eventually met with him, and he was like, right, right, right. He couldn't find his office. <laughs> he didn't know if he had internet or anything. He was like, I'm, I think the office is this way. I, I'm not sure. We're like, all right. So anyway, he was like, I just came back. I had to go testify before a judge why these, these people spilled this anti-corrosion, you know, acidic solution. Uh, and they didn't clean it up. And they didn't file paperwork. So I have to go before a judge and tell him why we didn't do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway. Just liking it? Yeah, so far. I mean, I'm still doing my other job. I'm still head of this department, which is kind of weird. When I talked to the guys above me, like the owners, I was like, okay, so who's going to take over my department? And they were like, this is, this is basically what happened. They said, eh... We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, here's some options. Here's three options I've I've seen I think would work. And they're like, you know what? It's not a big deal. We'll figure it out when it happens. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, should I just keep going with it? Or yeah, just keep going with it until you can't do it anymore. And then I'm like, oh man. So anyway. So they're paying you for both positions, right? Next. That's pretty cool. <laughs> they're not yet so anyway and then tell us you had some uh, crazy stuff happen at your house oh did we not talk about this at all i still haven't even heard everything okay all right so we had water coming in the house when it rained really hard we thought it was the chimney so we cocked the chimney the flashing around the chimney and that we didn't have it for a while and then it started coming in again and we were like this is so weird. This is ridiculous. Like, water's coming the whole time. Why, when it reaches a certain level or a certain day, we start getting it in the house? And then we were like, wait a minute. Maybe it's not coming from the top of the chimney. Maybe it's coming from the bottom of the chimney from the foundation. So we've had, we had water seeping through the chimney, the lowest level of the chimney in the mortar, through the foundation. So we call a contractor. He gives us a quote. It's outrageously expensive, but we're like, all right. You know, this is what it's going to cost to do all this yard work, dirt work, drainage, lay, you know, trench 250 feet, lay French drains and everything. And uh, we're like, all right. So this guy, he gets his bobcat stuck. He's like, okay, it's $500 a day for me to bring my bobcat out there. I was like, all right, two days, $1,000. All right. I mean, that wasn't the estimate. That was just for him to get his stuff out there. So, uh, so I'm like, all right, well, he gets stuck at 11 o'clock. He gets there. He gets out there at like nine and he gets stuck at 11 and he doesn't get unstuck until I come home from work, which is five 30. And I was like, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you text me? He was like, ah, you're working. I didn't want to disturb you. <laughs> like I'm paying for this. Yeah. So we get him unstuck. And then finally we're like, okay, good. One last thing. And this was Valentine's day. We're like, how long has the power been off in the house? Because we need to know if we need to clean out the fridge or get a generator over here or something like that. He's like, the power? I didn't turn off the power. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so, dude, he cut the lines from the house to the pole. So, you know, you got three giant cables going from the pole to the house, and he cut them all. Surprised because- he didn't kill himself. 
I, it's amazing that he didn't kill himself. He's sitting in that thing. He got stuck. And every time he tried to get out, it sunk deeper and deeper and deeper. And then finally, he got in there so deep, he got four feet down in mud because that's how deep the power lines were. He was pulling on these things so much that the box on the side of the house was starting to come off of the house, like okay. bend down. He broke all like the components inside the meter box from pulling his, his bobcat out. So <clears throat> the guy never apologized, not once. He, he automatically was like, this is not my fault. This is, you know, they didn't mark the lines, which they didn't mark the lines correctly. And he's like, well, they need to pay for it. And I'm like, right, yeah, okay. So anyway, we're waiting on them. And he's like, dude, we have giant storms coming this way, which we did. He's like, we got to get this done or else you're going to get water in the house. And I was like, I don't get water in the house every single time. He's like, there's going to be water. There's going to be black mold. You're going to die. <laughs> Kids are going to die. And I was like, listen, I want to wait for the power company to come out and fix what you did. You know, I don't want to, I don't want you to do it and then them dig it up. And then, cause they had to lay whole new line. And, uh, he throws a huge fit, man. He thinks I'm trying to rip him off. And so it got to the point where I was just like, okay, look, we're done. I'll pay you what I owe you now. Don't finish the job. I'll do it myself. And he's like, well, you owe me the whole thing. I was like, how in the world do I owe you the whole thing? How do I owe you $4,000? How? You came out and you got stuck and, and that was it. How do I owe you $4,000? I was like, from what I reckon, I owe you $1,500, 500 for gravel, and then a thousand because you were out in your bobcat for two days, which you came at nine and then ten, and you got stuck one day. So fifteen hundred is generous. Yeah. And he got he got angry and mad, and I was like, I've always said this, and this 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 is what killed me. Like, you know, as Christians, we're not supposed to be walked over, but. It's kind of like a turn the other cheek thing, and the guy knows I'm a Christian because I've told him this guy is obviously not a Christian. He has like the foulest mouth in the world, and I, I couldn't leave him with Jackie and the girls just to, because you know if he's trying to explain something to Jackie, I just I don't want her around that kind of stuff. So I was I'm I'm praying I'm like and I'm talking to Jackie. Jackie is so angry. She's like, no, no, don't pay him. But he's on the phone with me going, you realize you owe me this much more money because – and I was like, look, go take – just wait. Take your stuff. Go to the next job. No, you're costing me overhead and you don't even know. And I was like, you broke it out and you itemized it. And he's like, no, I know. I just did that because you were asking questions. I was like, oh, man. So I've always said that you know, when it comes to my Christian testimony, I don't want to lose my witness – when dollar signs appear, no matter how much money it is, I never want that to be the catalyst for me to lose my witness to other people. And it was tough, man. We were scraping the bottom of the barrel, but I paid the guy. I put it on the credit card. We were waiting for our tax return to come back. And it was like, it really was a leap of faith. And, you know, we haven't recovered $4,000. What'd you say? You paid him the four grand. I, yeah, and it, yeah, basically, um, he came out and he sort of finished. He made it so water wouldn't come in our house, but the place is a mess, man. It, he he trenched 
250 feet, and I said, okay, I, I will pay for 100 feet of French drain. That's it, 100 feet. He bought 200, and he laid it and covered it and put it in the ground. And then he told me afterwards, he's like, don't freak out. I did 200 feet of pipe. I know that's not what we had talked about, but hey, you pay me what you feel this is worth. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, that's not what we talked about. He's like, I was just trying to do a quality job. That's what you needed. And you're not going to get water. Anything less than that, your house would have been flooded. And I was like, it, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> so I was so angry at the guy. And I was just like, look, I can't afford. It was it was the estimate was for 42. I, actually, he kept bumping it up. He got up to 42. Wow. And so... Um, I ended up paying him thirty-eight fifty, because I was like, I, I can pay this much over what I said to that, and you know, I, I basically paid him to get out of my life. <laughs> so, and I think God honored that. You know, my attitude of, you know what, my yes is yes, and my no is no. I I agreed initially to to work with this guy, and you know, he did the job, so it's not like he can charge me more and more and more and more. It's over. I'm going to pay this guy and get out. Now, he never apologized, and he had the gall when he was leaving to be like, hey, man, I know money's tight, but if you ever want to work around here, I consult for $75 an hour. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's that's enough of that story. Whoa. <laughs> it was rough that's crazy and i was talking to my boss and and he feels the same way he was like i was telling him about jackie and jackie was just like uh jackie was like no absolutely not no don't pay this man because he lied and he did this and blah 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 blah. and uh i was talking to my boss and he was like women do not get it. wives do not not women wives wives do not understand the kind of pressure that husbands are under. We can't just be like, no, absolutely not. Take me to court. You know, like. <laughs> so that kind of made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you have power then. Yes, we have power. Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of cats dying, didn't you say that your cat died? Yeah, but I don't have a cat. Right, but I did. So. Um, oh, okay. Here's another lesson. Here's another quite touching moment with Debbie Downer Andy. <laughs> Sorry, the same day, February fourteenth. Okay. Yeah. I'm driving to work after the contractor gets there, and then all of a sudden I hear. Oh no. And I, I was like, oh my goodness, what was that? I was like, I, I have to turn around. If the kids come home and see a dead cat on the road that looks like that, they're going to know it's ours and they're going to go ballistic. So I turn around. Yes, it was my cat that I ran over because it was hanging on in the engine. These aren't kittens. Oh, no. These aren't kittens anymore, man. They're full-grown cats. It was It was sitting on the axle. Or whatever, the thing that covers the axle that doesn't move. It was sitting there. And it, it lost its balance. It fell out. And I hit it with the car. 
I was going 50. I was three football fields away from my house. So I pick it up off the road and throw it in the ditch so that the kids don't see it when they come home. And so then I go to work and then I go to pick up, you know, I go to pick up uh, my youngest child and bring her here and there and there. So now it's 2.30. I'm back at work. I hear another meow. And I was like, what in the world? I open the hood, a second cat (laughs) in there riding on the other one. (laughs) It was in there since 8 o'clock that morning. And I had held on. I had stopped like five times that day. So I fished it out of the hot engine with my arm. And then it ran away and I had to go crawling underneath people's trucks to get it. And then I I was so angry. It was 2.30. I I was leaving at 4. I was like, I don't know what to do with this cat. So I threw it in the trunk. (laughs) Oh, my word. You threw your cat in the trunk. Yes. (laughs) When I got home, I I got it out. It was fine. (laughs) Oh, my word. That was such a bad day, man. Oh, you should write children's stories it'd be a great book all right all right this is marvel 616 politics i am andy kirby you are jared mayo how do you spell that that's gonna be a show title i think it's h-a-c-h-a hacha oh okay yes like nacho but without an n or an o (laughs) now i know (laughs) You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Over to you, Chet. Chet? All right. And um, you can look us up on facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We love interacting with everybody. And here's this little thing we got going on, okay? Um, There is another... uh, like a um, comic book-like slash podcast-like website that is on Facebook right now. And as the moderator of Marvel 616 Politics, I asked them to like us because I liked them. And they're like, oh, cool, we'll check out your website. Well, they didn't like us. And now he's not replying. What? I know. Who is this? I'll tell you when we're not recording. Oh, okay. Let's drag their name through the mud. Oh, well... I mean, we like Hideous Energy. They like us. I don't understand why. I mean, we're not competing. I know. Well, this is even a totally different Marvel field than comic books. And one of our listeners even works with this web page, with this Facebook page. Oh. So what I want to do is I want to get more likes than them and then write him and say, hey, we have more likes than you. That's all I want to do. So look us up on Facebook.com slash Marvel616Politics. Invite your friends. Have your neighbors like us. Tell your mom. Maybe we'll have a contest to get more likes or, or something like that. But we're at 1,015. This site is at 1,300. So they only have a couple hundred more than us. So. How, lo- how long have they been doing their show? I'm not sure. I don't listen to it. Oh, okay. Oh, But you just like them. Uh, because I like the things that they put on their Facebook page. Oh. I see. And. We have a, a uh, phone call that we're going to play in a little bit. But if you would like to give us a call to our phone number with a question, leave us um, 
maybe a little song, um, tell us a joke, something that we can play on air, you can give us a call at 616-755-TINA. That's true. T-I-N-A. Yes. Tango, Igloo, Nineveh, Alpha. I don't know. I don't know what N is. I'm sorry. You did Nineveh. That was the first. Like, hmm, what's the first N word that comes to my mind? Nineveh. (laughs) Seriously. All right, we have sponsors. (laughs) Sponsor that show. Okay, DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Uh, they got some specials, man, running. Okay, again, I'm just going to read it. This is this is fantastic. Again, it, all new. What did you say? I said read it. You've been practicing your reading. All new DC and Marvel trades and hardcovers for pre-order this month are 50. That's 5-0% off. Whoa. Marvel Now titles for this month's pre-order are in a bundle for 50. That's 5-0% off at $74.79. How much would that cost you in real dollars? Probably like 13 No. No. No, no. That would be $148. That I was getting ready to say that. Right. Uh, It says, please let customers know that late orders can be placed after the deadline. And this includes order additions. In Stock Trades, which is their sister site, so if you want to go and uh, you can go to DCBService.com and you can order your pre-orders two months in advance so they get their numbers. So you can get 40, 50, sometimes 70% off. Uh, In Stock Trades is where you go to order your trades and paperbacks that are not pre-orders. Uh, their incentive continues for this month. This is pretty interesting. Place an initial order this month, and for every order placed within eight days of that previous order, the customer receives an additional 2% off that second order. How cool is that? That's really cool. They also are doing a sale that continues with Marvel Trades and hardcovers for 45% off. And actually, it's on DC and Image as well for uh, this month, March. Sweet. So- Follow uh, follow them at, at DCB Service and at InStock Trades on Twitter for weekly deals and updates. Do it. Do it. Do oh, it yeah. now. We have a code. Marvel POL8. Get an additional 8% off your order. Order a ton of stuff. Order this Marvel bundle. Look, you do this Marvel Now stuff, you get 50% off. Use Type in the code Marvel POL8. And get an additional 8%. That, did you get 42% that you're paying? 58% off. It is one-time use only. So make sure that you order a ton of stuff and then use your code. Sweet. That's awesome. It is awesome. I love it. I love it more. You're right. Because I only have $13. All right. Are you doing our other sponsor? Yes. Our other sponsor is Community Retail Partnership. Now, they're not one that is typically affiliated with comic books, but they've signed on uh, to become a sponsor of our podcast, so we want to definitely highlight them. You can find them at crpsavings.com, or you can look them up on Facebook at facebook.com slash community retail partnership. Now, what they do is they partner with Office Depot to provide discounts on every item in the store. Um, everything is at least 5% off with some items even being all the way up to 80% off. Um, so definitely look them up. They've got a great discount card. Andy uses the service. I use the service as well. Um, a lot of my friends actually use the service. 
Um, so definitely look them up, like them on Facebook. Um, just, just, it's a great, great service. Communityretailpartnership.com. Yes. <clears throat> and if you save money on that stuff then you can, you know, spend more money on comics. So, yeah. And they got, they have a Groupon going on right now. I know we promoted, it, I think last week, um, where if you sign up with their Groupon and you let us know, we'll check the name with them. And if you do that, you'll get 10 free comics shipped from Jared's home. 10 free comics? 10. Not 11 or 9, 10. What? I haven't even heard of this. You're giving away 10 free comics? Well, I was going through um, a lot of stuff that I had, and I have a lot of I have a lot of extra stuff that I don't need anymore. Like, <laughs> we're talking hundreds and hundreds of issues that i don't need <laughs> so what uh what what condition are these in oh my stuff is all in near mint i don't keep crap i don't keep crap no way no actually <laughs> i can i can say the stuff that you sent me before uh is is really it is near mint condition so well most of those i bought but a couple of those are from my personal collection but but yeah they're definitely they're great titles it'd be a nice assortment and it's just something we wanted to work out with community retail partnership all right, moving on. Let's. You want to hear this voicemail? I want to hear it. All right, let's do it now. Hey, uh, this is Sean Scherschmidt. I definitely put together probably the best list of 13 Marvel 616 characters for my Avengers team. And uh, I can't really help it if others didn't take the initiative that I did. Uh, if they are too concerned that my team is too powerful... Um, you are more than welcome at any time to put together a team to uh, go ahead and defeat me, but the citizens of my world have no fear of outside forces coming and taking over their planet. Now, they may have fear of, you know, their own Avengers team, you know, destroying them and, and destroying their planet and taking over everything, but you know what? I think they can deal with that. Our good friend, Sean Shearschmidt, who loves Colossus, apparently has assembled the best Avengers team of 13 characters. Can you believe that? 13. That's a lot. Too many. But I will say, I mean, he didn't throw down the gauntlet. He didn't describe who they were. I think he posted on Facebook uh, in January, perhaps. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, sorry about that, Sean. Seriously, though. We're gonna we're, we will be recording more often than what we have been this year so far. I think we should just instead of blaming it on us, why don't we blame it on Scott? I don't I don't see how I could get away with that. Yeah, it was Scott's fault we didn't record, guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I took the liberty to assemble my own Avengers team of thirteen. Would you like to hear? Um, do I have a choice? No, no. All right, go. But you do, you can tell me how powerful this team is. And I, I venture that this team, no one can beat this team. No one. No one. Okay, ready? All right, go. Number one, the Sentry. Number two, Wolverine. Number three, Multiple Man, Jamie Madrox. <laughs> Number four, Iron Man. Number five, Thor. Number six, Hulk. Number seven, Doctor Strange. Number eight, Ares. Number nine, Beast. Number 10, Jean Grey. Number 11, Cable. Number 12, Storm. 
And number 13, Layla Miller. That wouldn't, that would, that would be a good book. Except for Century. <laughs> that would or wouldn't be a good book? Uh-huh. <laughs> what about Spider-Man? He's not, power- this is the unbeatable team. He's be- Oh, okay, so you don't really want to read about this. No, I'm saying this is the unbeatable team, because Captain America's not on there, Spider-Man's not on there. Yeah, that would definitely beat Sean Shearsmith's team. Oh, definitely. I think he put, like, Aunt May on his team and stuff. And I want to say, like, he had, like, Omega Red on his team and all kinds of craziness. I want, craziness. To, I want him to notice that Colossus was not on my team. Oh, yeah. That's pure tomfoolery is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right you know what let's just we got to catch up on a bunch of issues there's a ton going on in the marvel universe we are done with avx we are done with avx consequences we are moving on we are now into marvel now marvel now marvel now so let's do it man Speaking of red banners, have you noticed that they're all different shades? Like the Hulks? Like, uh, yeah, like Thor's and Captain America's is really dark on his book. Thor's is dark. Uh, Some of them are really bright and vibrant. Do you think that's on purpose? I hadn't noticed. What? No, I mean, I actually bringing up Scott again. He was talking about how it's going to be kind of hard to root through the back issue bins with how they're doing the numbering at the bottom and the banners at the bottom and stuff. That's oh, that is true. Really that good point. That's going to keep my time at the comic book conventions much longer. Now, what do you think about how they're redoing the numbers? Not not the placement, but the zero zero one. Uh. I'm, I, we've talked about this before. I'm just old school. I like my old numbers. I like to know that this is the 7,396th you know, issue of Amazing Spider-Man. I'm not into rebooting just for sales and stuff. Yeah, but I'm talking specifically how they're doing the numbers like 001027, you know, well, adding, adding that leading zero. Yeah, I remember we got into this in 1999. Back when Y2K was about to happen. And if they keep doing this, once they, after they hit 999, when it has to reset to a thousand issues, there could be panic in the streets. That is not a point that I thought of. So, yes, you're absolutely correct. This could be detrimental when they reach that number. That's just why we work well together, Andy. <laughs> you fill in the gaps, huh? Yes. Yes. That's how I roll. All right. So, what you been reading, man? Oh, what have I not been reading? Is X-Men a lot Legacy. Well, yeah, actually I have a huge pile of stuff that I've not read. Like the Avengers, the the Uncanny Avengers. Don't waste your time with Uncanny Avengers. Avengers is good. Well, you know, I made a couple issues in and I'm just... It's hard. I'm like, oh, I'm not interested. I picked up the Thunderbolt, haven't read that. Secret Avengers, haven't read that. All kinds of stuff. Young Avengers, <laughs> everything with the Avengers Assemble. <laughs> I've got all of them, but I haven't read them. <laughs> oh. 
Avengers is good, is interesting. New Avengers is interesting because it's got the Illuminati in it. That I've been reading. I've been reading New Avengers. Okay, you like that? Yes. Okay, what do you like about it? Um, maybe it's not necessarily that I like it. I'm intrigued as to where it's going. Oh, yeah. Did you see the preview cover for when uh, Galactus, he, like uh, the one that Jock did, Galactus's head and then the New Avengers walking away from it or something like that? I did. You posted that on the Facebook. It is quite awesome. Yeah, I'm. I like that. Uh, I I've always liked the whole Illuminati thing. I think they might be starting to run it into the ground, but I like it. See, I don't know if they because only two off two writers have actually dealt with it: Bendis and then now Hickman. So yeah, but they keep forgetting to put Beyonce in it. Beyonce? Yeah, didn't you know Beyonce's in the Illuminati? What are you talking about? Oh gosh, it's like speaking another language again. What is this? What are you talking about? You're my conspiracy theorist. Yes, I know. That's why I'm intrigued. Yeah, haven't you heard of all this stuff about Beyonce and the Illuminati? No. All right, when we're done, I got a video for you. Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? Like, you can't just do that. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things about uh, uh, Beyonce being in the Illuminati, flashing signals at the Super Bowl. All kinds of weird stuff. You know there's conspiracy theories that Whitney Houston was sacrificed as an Illuminati sacrifice? No, I hadn't heard that. Oh, oh, it's out there. Oh, yeah. Did you know that the guys I listened to on this conspiracy theory podcast, they predicted who the next pope was going to be a f- like months, uh, a couple months in advance? The guy from Argentina? They knew it? Yep. Well, he did get second place the last time they voted for a pope. Oh, I did not know that. So that could be an easy guess. Well, they were like, you got to watch the Jesuits, man. The Jesuits is where it's at. <laughs> and they were like, this guy from Argentina, he looks really interesting. I'm like, he looks really? real Jesuit. Like, you know, writing this down inside crossword puzzles and stuff so nobody can track it. I'm like, tell me more about the Jesuits. Hmm. Yeah, I think we need to talk. <laughs> I've got some... Because you're into all that stuff, and I have a couple questions about some things. Oh, I would love to talk to you about that. Well, After we're done talking about here. this. I know, but you should just move back. I should just move back? Move back to Ohio, because then we can be real-life friends, too. Well, I mean, we could try to be real-life friends. We did it one time. (laughs) We we can do it again! (laughs) All right, so what are you reading? I told you kind of... Oh, I told you everything I'm not reading. What are you not reading? Oh, I I put a list up of everything I wasn't reading on Facebook. Well, wait, wait, let me. Uh, we're still talking about the Avengers, so you haven't really delved too much into the Avengers. You like, you're intrigued by Hickman's new Avengers, but but you aren't reading or intrigued by the White Event in the Avengers. Oh no, no, like with all that space crap and that yellow guy with the big horn on the side of his head. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm sorry. I know that he's like your character to watch and stuff, but it's just. <laughs> I miss I, I shudder to even say this, but I miss Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing so good on all new X Men and I miss him writing my Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well wait, okay, let's talk about that. Let's jump over from Avengers to X Men. In the X Men books, I'm dying to know what you think about all new X Men and then Uncanny X Men, because I don't think we've talked since Uncanny came out. No, uh-uh, we haven't. No, Uncanny just came out a couple weeks ago, yeah. Um, Uncanny, 
boring, snoring, really not in. I think the team is boring. It's got Bacalo on it, so everybody looks the same. Bacalo, that's gonna. He can't keep up. He's gonna. He's gonna drop out. Well, he he's doing issue four. <laughs> right, but I think, I think, uh, um, uh, oh, who's the dude? He's supposed to jump aboard. Um, Marquez is Marquez and uh, Sarah Pacelli. Aren't they coming aboard? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so all new X Men. You still you like that or no? Loving all new X Men. Okay, really, so, really good. So you love all new X Men? Yes. Which I think Eminem is coming back to that. Yes. Okay, so that must mean that Marquez is going to come with, in with Uncanny, maybe. So, but you but you don't find Uncanny as intriguing. See, I think Uncanny is more interesting than All New. Now, why is that? Talk to me. Talk to me. How much Uncanny have you read? Um, issue one and two. That's all that's out, right? No, issue three came out. What? I post what comes out every Monday or Tuesday, man. Oh. So I guess I am. Did it come out last Wednesday? Yeah. It had to. I was going to say, it just had to have come out. Well, shoot. Yeah. Like... Yep, there, there it is. I've got it in my pile. Five days? <laughs> Yep, I guess there's another title you can throw in there. <laughs> okay, right. well, I mean, the whole thing with Magneto being a traitor and you don't really know whose side he's on and because, you know, he's he's going and attempting S.H.I.E.L.D. and how scared they were of him. I mean, this guy is super powerful that you don't know who he is. And then, like, the big reveal, and it's like, why are you doing this? It's because, well, he killed Charles Xavier, and even though we had our differences, he is going off the deep end type of thing. I don't know. That's really exciting to me. Like, what is going on with Magneto? He is one of the most interesting characters in the X-Men books, I think. And I think he's been underutilized. I think Mike Carey underutilized him in, in X-Men Legacy by putting him with Rogue. I think that uh, during AVX, he really had a lot going on, a lot to say. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it's he's in a good spot right now to reclaim a, a prominent role in the X-Men. Well, I think he's interesting, Andy, because you can write him however you want, and it will be in character. Just, because he's been so many different things, and he's thought so many different ways, and gone back and forth, and up and down. That's like, oh yeah, that's Magneto, because anybody could write him. You know, my kindergarten class could write him. Now, is that? Um, I mean, are you being sarcastic, or do you think he really is interesting because of that? I think no. I'm saying, <clears throat> I'm saying I can see how people think he's interesting because you really can write him any singular way that you want. To me, he's uninteresting because because of that reason. All right. Well, what makes all new X Men interesting? Well, there are a ton of characters that are like A and B list characters. Like it's all the it's the the main X Men characters. It's you've got your old X-Men characters. You've got some time travel thrown in there. <coughs> Throw in a little bit with the Avengers. It's got good art. It's I don't feel like it's very slow. I feel like it's moving along. You've got this interaction between the characters from the 60s and today's counterparts and trying to figure out what happened that, you know, Gene is dead, Cyclops is evil, Angel is this whole new thing, Iceman is relatively the same and beast is this mutated freak you know that that that's for some good stories whereas i feel like uncanny is just it's about 
it's about three, four characters that we know. The others are new, and I'm just kind of, I'm kind of bleh. I'm gonna keep reading it for a little bit longer, see if it gets better. But uh, all new is where my where my heart is right now. <clears throat> well, don't you think they are? Do you think that they're gonna intertangle as much as Avengers and New Avengers did? <clears throat> I don't think they will. Uh, the, oh, between the two, well, I know that uh, Wolverine and the X Men and Uncanny are gonna tangle up. Are they really? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's and then I just saw it on Newsarama or comic book resources one or the other now what would you say uh, bringing up wolverine the x-men how are you liking that book uh, i think it's okay i think it's just a fun read uh I, you don't though i am just so bored so <laughs> bored i just don't care about these characters they try to be funny and they're ridiculous i the art is so detracting it's a it's so long to get through uh i don't i don't understand what the draw is and i think it's so weird that that was your best issue was uh issue 17 for the the best issue of last year right mm-hmm. Which, yeah wasn't that the dupe issue yeah that was a really good issue but it's like then you have this frankenstein thing with the train and the people and they're getting old and they're captured and then you got these kid hellfire thing that never is going to get off the ground because <laughs> you know AVX came and stomped in the way of everything and it's just like it's it's too it's weird to me because you got all new X-Men who's at the same school as Wolverine the X-Men Wolverine the X-Men is like young young X-Men or new X-Men really yeah basically yeah um and then you got uncanny which is starting another school right so you got two different schools is that accurate yes okay so you have the gene gray and then you have what the charles xavier yeah all right so do you like the idea of scott starting the school again or no uh, i mean it's i don't know like I, there are so many characters right now I'm really not wanting to get invested in new characters. I think that's kind of putting me off with Uncanny right now because, you know, he's recruiting these new characters. To me, Bacala's art, every character looks the same, so I'm getting them confused when I'm trying to, when I'm trying my best to get to know these new characters. So, I don't know. I always thought that new X-Men and, and young X-Men, with the you know, that were those titles that took place the past few years, those characters were always... Um, unutilized in so many ways that we never dug deep into them. So Wolverine the X-Men kind of provides a little bit of that, but then to throw in an all-new school with new ones, you know, ain't nobody got time for that, right? (laughs) It's a fire! (laughs) What about you? What are your thoughts on two schools? Especially Cyclops starting it up at the Weapon X lab. Oh, dude, I think that's awesome and ominous. (laughs) I just think like, oh man, he is overstepping his bounds, and that just makes me think, you know, what does Magneto think about this whole thing? How far off base is he going to go? Will he eventually die? Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if they kill him after a five-year run with Bendis, and then they replace him with, you know, Scott from from the past. Because, I mean, this guy is going off the rails. He's just, he truly is becoming the new Magneto. There's no doubt about it. That's who he is now. 
yeah. No, absolutely. And so Magneto is now changing to become to become something else. Right, and I can't wait to see that. And I think it's you can definitely see that a quarter a corner has turned in the Marvel universe and how it truly is. They they have changed. Marvel now has changed the whole lineup because the status quo is completely different than what it was. You have different characters in different spots. You have characters dropping off. Like, who knows what's going on with Hope? She shows up in Cable and X-Force, like, every, you know, three issues or something. But this mutant messiah, totally gone. We don't care about her, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, you know, you got the you got the X-Men who are in the Avengers, uh, like the Uncanny Avengers, and we don't really care about them anymore. And uh, it's just, it's weird to me, but how how everything is just dismissed. All these new X-Men that the five lights from Generation Hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only one we're seeing is, what's her name? Kaidi? Itty. 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 <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, you know, it's just... And the the book Wolverine the X Men is just such a hodgepodge of characters. I can't get into it. Like, you got Quentin Quire, who's a Morrison run. You got Brew, who is from Astonishing X Men. Uh, Love Brew. Do you? Love him. Why? He's awesome. It's just a cool new take on the Brood. It's an unrealistic take with what they've set up. Are you laughing yeah, at me because I because said it was... comic books are very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> you Now you sound like my wife. <laughs> are you reading Astonishing? No. No. I have tried to keep... I, I'm a couple issues behind on that. It's just so hard to read. I'm going to I'm gonna see if I can pull <laughs> through this... What is the crossover called that they're all doing? Extermination. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can do that. Okay, what is your plan for that? Um, to buy the books, and if there's nothing else to read, I'll read them all together at once. <laughs> so wait, okay, so have you read Age of Apocalypse or Extreme X-Men? Um, I made it halfway through the first issue of Extreme X-Men, <laughs> and then Age of Apocalypse, I think I made it, to, made it to issue three. I think I made it to issue three. It was good art, and who's writing it? Latham? Oh, no, the art was awful. No, I, I liked the art for what it was, for the tone and where the setting was. I just couldn't get into a new universe. With the characters that you didn't really know. Right, exactly. It's kind of like, all right, now I'm supposed to care the opposite direction? Like, care, yeah. care about the human? I couldn't even do it. I, I couldn't. I kept forgetting who the it bad guys were. Like, Age of Apocalypse, the humans. Who cares? I don't <laughs> want to read about humans. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. No, you're right. You're it was. Right. Like, let's put this comic book together, put X-Men on the front, and have it be about humans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we just, we're sad that the sales couldn't support it. Because you wrote about the least interesting thing about that universe. They found the one thing that was boring, and that's what they wrote about. Now, have you been reading any of the Max stuff, like Wolverine Max or Fury no. Max? No. That okay. just got canceled. Fury Max. Yeah, you know. Have you have you been reading it? Dude, I thought it was a six issue series. I got to issue four and I was like, this it doesn't hold <laughs> my attention. It's not, you know, it's not a very good story. It's Ennis, so you know it's gonna be super graphic. Um Wolverine Max, I had high hopes, but then I started reading it 
it was all in Japan, and I was like, I don't care about Wolverine Japan. That stuff never <laughs> made sense to me, ever. I'm like, I, I want to see Wolverine, like Jason Aaron's Wolverine. That stuff made sense, except when he went to Chinatown in Japan. But I guess that's what the new movie's about, so that's kind of why they're doing it. Well, so what what are you really enjoying right now? Um, I am really enjoying... It, it's it's very strange. Because of Marvel now, a lot of stuff has changed for me, what I normally read. I used to really look forward to reading Deadpool, like Daniel Way's Deadpool. Yeah. But, no, I, I mean, not anymore. Yeah. Okay, let me let me open my list here. Because here. I keep track every single week. Like a big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm really loving Age of Ultron. Um. Avengers Arena is good. Yes, yes, yes. I I am surprised. I really, really like that book. Me too. Um, Avenging Spider-Man is good. Superior Spider-Man, not so much. Um, Fantastic Four is good. FF is good. Thor is really good. Um, Thunderbolts is is not as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, but Thor is is just fantastic. Um, A plus X. I know. Apocalypse. What a waste of paper. Avengers is great. New Avengers is great. Cable, not so much, man. Cable and X Force. You don't like that? I I can't get into it. I want to. It's the same writer as um Avengers Arena. Yeah, I love it. I don't love it, but I really enjoy it. Iron Man is okay. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but it's okay. I, I actually really am enjoying Venom right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's Dare- got your guy in it. It's got your, your 90 Spider-Man people. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Spider, is that is that canceled? I haven't seen it come out in a while. I didn't think it was. Okay, well, it, the way it ended... Do you remember um, Straczynski's run on Spider-Man? How the other... You remember the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Spoiler alert, but the last issue of Scarlet Spider, he turns into the other. They make a big deal. They were like, Peter Parker is the one, you are the other. And he just, like, turns himself over to the spider god or whatever, and he just becomes... And, like, that caught me totally by surprise, but I was hooked. I was like, oh, my goodness, it ties in. Yeah, here, it's it's solicited in the June solicits, Spider-18. Um. I know you're not reading this, but Daredevil End of Days is probably the best book Marvel's putting out right now. Why? Uh, it ties into Bendis' original Daredevil run that Brubaker took over. Mm-hmm. And it's like when Daredevil died, he got killed by Bullseye, and Ben Yurick is going and trying to investigate what happened and how he died. And then all of a sudden, along the way all of Daredevil's enemies are getting killed left and right, and you got to try to figure out what's going on. Mm. Bullseye took his own life because he drove, he was driven mad. And, like, they're trying to figure out the crime scene inside, and it was right through his head, right where his bullseye was, I think. And it turns out that he did it himself, but he did a trick shot, and it ricocheted all over the room and got him. Oh, that sucks. Um, Avengers is good. New Avengers is good. I already said those. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man is always good. Hawkeye is fantastic. Um, and actually, Punisher Warzone. You should read that that limited series. 
It's in the pile. <laughs> okay, Punisher Warzone 1 through 5 is top notch, man. Top is it in notch. continuity? Yes. Okay, it's, so it, sure. it's basically, this whole story is, okay, we have to deal with the Punisher. We've been putting it off. What are we going to do? You know how this is going to end. It has to end this way. We have to kill this guy. You know, because he can't beat the Avengers. So it, it's a good read, man. And actually, that brings us to, there's two other things I wanted to talk about, and then there's a couple other things you have. I think uh, it's interesting. All my likes, not yours. All your favorites, don't even attempt to read. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I do I do find that interesting. What, have you read the, the new cosmic stuff that Marvel's doing? Only because you made me. <laughs> Like, literally, you made me, or else we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, point one. And then, later on, we're going to do Thanos Rising, so be prepared. Oh, we might need to have Scott as an ex- as a guest that night. <laughs> Scott is, like, already thrown this series in the trash can, done with it. <laughs> it's Bianchi, who I don't like, but it's, it's Jason Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and actually, I usually just know who the artist is. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, your impressions. Did you read Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova? Oh, are we starting State of the Union? No, no, no. no. We've been oh. doing. We've been doing this. Oh. <laughs> I told you it was going to be a discussion. It was just a discussion. Did you play the bumper? Yes. Okay. All right. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start. Which one do you want to talk about first, Guardians or Nova? Uh, we can talk about Nova. All right, Nova number one. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was okay. Were you surprised? Oh, not okay like I'm going to read issue two. <laughs> <laughs> not that okay. <laughs> it was, I mean, I, I liked, I thought the art was good. Um, it was cartoony, but it was detailed, like detailed cartoony. Um, I liked his new helmet. <laughs> I like the blue helmet. <laughs> um, what did you well, think of the story? I thought it was okay. I was confused a little bit at the beginning, but I, I kind of started to understand it a little bit more. Um, you know, and then by the end, I, I understood what was going on. Um, it was a, I guess it's a good, you know, start, a decent Starting up point explains the characters for somebody who's never read it before, but for somebody who's read all the space stuff, they can they can jump in too. It, it was okay. You seem to enjoy it. I I think I seem to enjoy it more than I really did, just because I was just so surprised. I thought I was gonna hate it. I I almost didn't even read it. And I was like, it's Loeb. I'm going to hate it. There's no reason to, to read this thing. But I read it. I had fun. I cared about the characters. I was like, what is going on here? This is this is good. This is good stuff. He usually doesn't write good 616 stuff, you know? He can be a good writer, but in continuity, it's tough. And, you know, he doesn't historically get along with Bendis. And, uh, you know, they're both playing in the Cosmic Sandbox right now. Uh-huh. I love to see how that goes. The but the one thing that really stuck out to me was 
I have no idea what happened to the Nova that I'm used to, the Abnet and Landing Nova, because this is not him. Mm-mm. Now the the Nova Core I know is is different, but um, all that annihilation, annihilation, conquest, Nova, and everything—that's that's all done. Like that's we never really have to refer to that again, I guess. But um, this is the guy. I don't know if you realized. Remember when um, the Infinite Comics AVX Infinite came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is that Nova that crash landed on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So this is his story of how he got the powers way before AVX started. Is this also the Nova that's in Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? I I don't know. I haven't seen that. Uh, what? Well, I thought you loved Spider-Man. I do, but I started. I tried to watch the first episode and I couldn't do it. It was too silly. Oh, you couldn't get through the first episode? <laughs> no, I couldn't. Has it? Does it get better? Nope. 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 Do you, nope. Do you like it or no? Nope. Uh. But I keep watching it, thinking it will. You you watch. I, don't, that I didn't mean to derail you. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. <clears throat> so anyway, I thought it was really good. I'll read. I'll read the second one. I mean, I read uh, Hulk. I read that for a long, long time until Parker jumped aboard. You know, I read all of Loeb's stuff, and that was, you know, got bad. The art. I'm not a huge fan of Ed McGinnis. So. Oh really? Yeah. No. His proportions throw me off. I don't like it. Yeah, it's definitely it's cartoony. Yeah. Noted in my review. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the feel. It has a good it, it it does well for the tone of this book um so far. But we'll see how long I can hold on to it. Knowing me, probably 50 issues before I'm like I can't do it anymore. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. You'll get the foil embossed cover. Now, one thing I haven't picked up, I haven't, I haven't picked up Deadpool. I just, I was like, what? Fighting the presidents? I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it looked really uh, cool. <laughs> no, it did not. I read it. No, you didn't. Probably the best title Marvel's putting out right now. You're <laughs> really missing out. I'm going to hulk out here in a second. <laughs> I'm going to rock out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Guardians of the Galaxy point one. Yeah, what'd you think? I liked it, man. The art was fantastic. Uh, it made me care about Star-Lord as a character, and it gave me a, a good origin. Um, I read an interview with Bendis. He said that he sat down to write issue one, and this is the story that came out, and he was like, I didn't even mean to write this story. This isn't <laughs> what I wanted for issue one. Um, I thought it was good. I thought I, I like the new costume designs and everything. It was yeah. it was uh it was comic booky enough to be you know unbelievable, yet still very interesting to me. Uh, it was it was uh, made me care about the characters. I was really sad when the mom got blown away. Me too. I was so bummed. I was just like, what? What happened? What? No, he's never gonna get to say goodbye. I uh, It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> very sad yeah but i you know what i liked about that book he was he was standing up for what was right like he was like well nobody else was helping that girl and that idiot you know he was he was punching a girl he was pushing a girl and he got in trouble for it but he still knew it was right so yeah 
I thought it was cool. I think if that's kind of the theme and the premise, like he does what's right no matter what, then they can tell a lot of stories like that. Yeah, I thought it was great. Keep keep up writing like that, you know. You actually liked it? I did. I enjoyed it. It was um, Star Lord wasn't a character that was really featured back when I got into comic books. So, like the way I, because I only read X Men back because that's what was on TV, and so I bought every X Force, Caliber, Factor, whatever I I could get. That's what I would read all the time. But then I learned about the Marvel Universe through collecting the trading card series. Every trading card that came out, it was Marvel. I bought it. I just had to have it. But there were never cards of Star-Lord or Rocket Raccoon or Groot. Those characters I never heard of until, you know, honestly, since Bendis came on and they started doing the Annihilation and stuff. Annihilation stuff up in space and all the cosmic stuff. I never heard of these characters. And I thought I was a, you know, a connoisseur of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And so this was really good for me to learn about Star-Lord and who he was, because I never had a card or had a comic book with him. So I really enjoyed this. I thought the art was was really good. It it You know, you and I both had the same part. We, we were sad when the mom died, so it instantly got our heartstrings. You know, I felt for her when he left and, uh, you know, flew back up to space. And, right. And then to end it with, there's the team. Oh, I know Star-Lord now. I'm good to go. Yeah, and like he, uh, his out, his costume, his uniform, um, was pretty cool. I remember, I forget who was doing the covers, but you remember all those painted covers, like, um, yes. I'm sure, yeah, and wasn't you know, it Delato? It may, yeah, it probably was Gabriel Delato. Yeah, he he was doing a fantastic job. I don't know if his costume's gonna be the same, but I mean, I think it's kind of cool to see Gamora a little more covered up. <laughs> it makes <laughs> yeah. it more believable. I, I think it's cool to see Groot with the, um, like the cybernetic orbs or led lights inside of him. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good book. I think it's going to be a fun book to read, you know? Well, I'm willing to give it a chance, you know, definitely am. Well, look at you. <laughs> well, I want to know what's going on in the movie too. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm like, really, Marvel, you picked the one property I think I don't know anything about to make a movie. <laughs> That's probably good, though. I mean, I didn't really know that much about Thor, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. that one really drew me in. Are you, Have you been reading Captain America? No. I've been reading about what's happening in it, but I haven't been reading it. It is very strange. Like, isn't some Arnim Zola in his star on his chest or something? It's uh, he's, it's kind of like the techno organic virus, but Armin Zola is inside of him, or a, or a, you know, artificial intelligence version of him is coming out, and he has to fight it. But he's like been in this dimension for years now. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how long they're going to do this. This, I mean, it hasn't reached the first, the conclusion of the first arc or the first six issues, but uh, it's infinitely better than Remender's Uncanny Avengers title, <laughs> which is <laughs> not just, a big fan. It's just hideous, man. Like the art is awful. You got like, yeah, what's up with Cassidy? I don't know if I've ever really liked his art. I, I mean, I was, I enjoyed Astonishing X Men when he was on it, but. 
I don't know, the way he draws the red skull, I, I don't know where these people are coming from, okay? Like, maybe you can help me out here. Red Skull died. So how is he back? And then suddenly, do you think it's okay that he's got Charles Xavier's brain in his head? Which wouldn't even give him mutant powers. Right. It's a gene. So no, you don't think it's okay? No, that doesn't make any sense. No. So where, where's everyone at Marvel saying, yep, this is good, do it? I don't know. I don't know. But Remender, Remender's stuff is so far-fetched. It's just... I, I, I choose to believe that that book is not existing. <laughs> like, seriously, when I read the other comics and, and, and they talk about they talk about Alex, I'm like, right, he's doing something. It's not what's happening in Uncanny <laughs> Avengers because that's not really happening. <laughs> I have to do that to make myself feel normal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a sentence. There's so much we could say about that sense right there. <laughs> oh, I have to pretend like some people in comic books aren't doing things in comic books so I can feel normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm glad we record this. <laughs> this is for my kids to listen to later. <laughs> yeah. Man, <laughs> mommy was right. Daddy's weird. <laughs> All right. So uh, you want to tackle Age of Ultron or you want to do some of yours? What do we even have to... Do we have anything good to say about the Ultron thingy? Oh, dude, I loved issue one. Oh, you've got to talk to me then, because I'm not seeing it. Okay, issue one was fantastic. The art was really good. <laughs> I mean, it was Hitch, right? It was Brian Hitch? Yes. Okay, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I really did like how he drew uh, Hawkeye and Spider-Man. That last page is now my screensaver. Not my screensaver, my background. Um... I love the first issue, getting them out, seeing the devastation. It, it set the tone for, uh, it set the environment. Okay, here's what's happening. Here's the setting. Um, who's here's who's working for who. Here's how shaky everyone is. Um, here's who's left. It happened instantly, and it really sets it up really well. And then it gives you like this. Dude, when I saw Captain America, I know that people are having a problem with the Unbreakable Shield thing. I don't really care about that. When I saw him sitting there and he's trying to figure something out and he's just like dead in despair, it made me think of, oh, who's the dude? Ponce de Leon. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. You, you do? You kind of laugh. No, Ponce de Leon, yeah. Yeah, Ponce de Leon. <laughs> he was looking for the Fountain of Youth, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so he, <laughs> he was chased <laughs> by Indians and everything. Uh, Native Americans. What? <laughs> he was chased by Native Americans. He was in India, and he was chased by a bunch of Native Americans. Uh, <laughs> and did, I don't know if you know this about him, but he, when they got to the Mississippi River, they Wait, all Ponce said... Ponce de Leon that, wasn't in India? What? Ponce de Leon wasn't in India? No, 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 no. He was, like, in Florida. Yeah. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, they sat down to take a break... And he, they were so disheartened, he died. He sat down. He never got back up. Poor guy. Did you know that? I Vaguely, now that you say it, I remember he, hearing that in history class. Right. Like, gosh, that sucks. He sat down, and they were like, all right, guys, let's take a break. And, like, everybody was so downtrodden. He was so beaten and battered emotionally, he sat down and died. And that's what the, that's what the Captain America thing reminded me of. 
that's how I could relate to it because of Monster Leon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I I didn't see that coming from you, Andy. Anyway, issue two was not as good. Um, I can't even actually remember what happened in issue two at all. Nothing. Okay. But Just like in the first issue. The What I want to talk about, though, is do you think that Marvel now came too fast and they ran out of time and they said, oh, man, we get, we've been promising this thing. We got to deliver on it. I don't, I don't think they would. I think they've had a long-term goal for stuff for a while. Right. I know it was on that timeline, but it was like the last thing on the timeline, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think what happened was they were getting to it and they were getting to it. And then they were like, you know what? We're going to do this whole thing. And then we were like, wait a minute. What about the timeline? We didn't finish our story. And they're like, all right, all right. We'll do a weekly. We'll finish it weekly. It'll be 10 issues. It'll be done. But we've already moved on. Doesn't it feel like the whole Marvel Universe has already moved on from it? Yeah, it definitely feels that way. That's a good point. And I <laughs> forgot that Age of Ultron was right at the end of the timeline. So I I, I don't know what the deal is with that. It makes it so, seem very anticlimactic, especially since it's coming out. I mean, I'm happy it's coming out weekly, but, you know, it's like it, it must not count. Now, I did hear that Casada's drawn the last issue because it's top secret. Only Bendis and Casada know, and it's supposed to have some huge impact, but they can't renumber because they just did that. I don't know what kind of impact it's going to have. They just relaunched the whole, you know, universe. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. I'm not really super hyped up about it because I feel like it's been overhyped. I feel under underwhelmed. We've been hearing about it for years, man. But I just don't even know where this could fit into continuity. Where does this fit? It's happening right now, somehow, I think. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make sense. What I want to know is, does it fit in, like, the first story arc of the Avengers, Avengers 1 through 6, after Siege, right? Uh-huh. Didn't they restart numbering after Siege? Mm, with, like, Mighty Avengers? No, Avengers proper. And remember Avengers Prime came out or something? It was yeah, I remember that. Okay, if they're renumbering this many times and we can't remember, that's a problem. Well, I think that's what happened. And I think this is where they said the first story arc, they had the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yep, and yep. I, and uh, they had um, Maestro. I remember where you are now. Okay. Do, you, do you think this all ties into that? I mean, if it's Bendis, Bendis has a... He usually does kind of sew things up in the end, you know? Yeah. So it, it could, but... I mean, if it does, it was drawn so far in advance. I mean, these costumes don't make sense. You know, is it Dr. Octopus? I don't think so. I think it's Peter Parker. What are Storm and Wolverine wearing? It, it's... Black Widow's eyes all gouged out, but she isn't now, so makes me think it takes place afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. And then that doesn't even take into account what's going on in other titles. Like you said, you know, Captain America's been in a dimension for years. Wolverine's still in 32 titles a month. Like, there's so much... It's all over the place. Marvel Universe is all over the place right now. 
I think it also cheapens it that they're going to have another huge event this summer at the same time. What's the huge event this summer? Isn't it Thanos Rising, or isn't it something with Thanos? Is he having a big event this summer? How can he? That uh, Age of Ultron comes out in June. Isn't Hickman doing a an event? I'm confused. You Thanos confused Rising. Me. Okay. Let's see here. So that was just a limited series. Well, what is Hickman's big event? Marvel event 2013. <laughs> How come I don't know this? I, I feel like you're making things up. We've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got that air. Age of Ultron, Extermination, which we already know we don't care about. Let me know if it's good, because I won't read it. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Thanos Upri- Uprising. I don't know. Now I'm really confused. If any of you listeners know out there... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought there was going to be two. I sure hope not. Well, that's why I thought it was I thought it was odd. I thought it was going to be taken away because I was like, "Oh, well, they're going to do two events." Well, that really takes the wind out of you know, the sales of that one. I mean, we we don't know what's going to happen after Age of Ultron. Maybe they will cancel everything and start it fresh like 52. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, DC's having a lot of success. Maybe it would make sense for Marvel sales-wise to copy that. <laughs> All right, why don't you tell me about Uncanny X-Force a little bit, because I am so totally lost. Are you not reading it? I am. I don't know what's going on. Oh, well, I thought it was a pretty good issue. Issue, it's got good art. Uh, basically, Storm and the team are chasing Spyro around, and Bishop shows up looking for Spyro's little mental child friend. That's that's the gist of what happened in that issue. So, what, what do you what do you think about him coming back? Well, I think Bishop's kind of. You can't really redeem him. He's past, It's like Hitler. You know? He's he's killed... Bishop has killed billions of people. So I don't know how he can come back and possibly be anything other than what, the world's biggest villain ever. You know? But, right. But I, I, it looks like he's possessed by the demon bear. The so that's kind of a cool nod to continuity but we'll see i think it'll be good to see how psylocke and storm interact with their former friend because cable did all that stuff with him in the future i don't know that they necessarily know more than you know bishop shot professor x in the head and beat up forge yeah and that was a long time ago and now professor x is dead so they might as well forgive him (laughs) yeah well somebody else killed him instead so the time that you killed him doesn't count (laughs) maybe no, seriously, I'm I'm serious. That's probably what will happen. 
Because continuity, I mean, it's been, what was that, 2010, 2009? Oh, gosh, that was like 2005, 2006. No, it was not. It was 2000. What? Wait, what event was that? Endangered Species and then Messiah Complex? Yep. Messiah Complex was 2008, 2009, 2008. No. So what do you think about Humphrey's writing? Have you ever read him before? Oh, what has he written? He wrote for Image. He wrote... Um, Messiah Complex, is... published 2007. You said it was 2005. 2005 or 2006. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, uh, 2010, 2011. So we're both wrong. Got it. But you were over. You, I underbid, so I won. Oh, okay. It's like Price is Right, baby. I don't know how to play that. Oh, my word. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay, so uh, no, that's it. I, I don't Humphreys. know. I, do you? No, uh, he's written. I think he's writing the Ultimates, right? Oh, I don't read Ultimate crap. <laughs> do you read that stuff? I read Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, okay. No, but so that's what it. is it about about it that you don't get? I just don't know who, who's Puck. He's from Alpha Flight. Uh, you don't know who Puck is? No! Andy, you need to look up Puck. Him and Sasquatch were like the faces of Alpha Flight. Well, no, I, I didn't know him. Do you know who Alpha Flight is? Yes, they're all dead, right? Yeah, except for Puck and Sasquatch and North Star and Guardian. and. <laughs> I thought that they, they came back. I thought that Zorn's consciousness killed him. Yes, but some of them were able to be alive again. Overcome that? Because yeah, of, uh, oh, because of what? That Hercules crossover, God War, or whatever it was. Chaos War. <laughs> Chaos War, which had fantastic art. That was it. Yeah, I think everyone has forgotten about that. Oh, it was so terrible. It was so terrible. Uh, but so what is, so, Jason Aaron, I think Jason Aaron took that, and that's where he's getting his... Uh, Thor. Man, you, have you tried to read Thor? Uh, no, not yet. I think you need to do it. I know. It's on the list of things to look at. I don't know how it's, you're so far behind, man. Because I just... I don't make the time like I need to. <laughs> do. I need to make time. Right. Did you read Wolverine stuff. 1? What? Did you read Wolverine number 1? No. Remember, I didn't even get it. It's got Alan Davis art. So, because you don't like the art, you're not going to get the book? I can't get... If I can't visually get past it, then I'm not going to enjoy the story. I think that's a lot of the hard problem I'm having with Uncanny X-Men. Well, I hope Bacalo is off the book for you then, because I think you'll like it more. But what... So, outside of you not knowing who Puck is, what what do you not like about X-Force? It's just not come together. It's not an interesting story. I don't care about these characters. I do care about Bishop coming back, and I am interested what the whole Marvel Universe is going to do with him. Yeah. I would love to see what happens with Scott and him, but I don't think that's going to happen in this book. I don't understand why we need two X-Forces. Well, this X-Force isn't really called X-Force. That's what it, that's what the writer said. But I agree, this isn't this isn't like... Neither of the X-Force Force titles, the Cable one or the Storm one, are like the previous X-Forces. You know, that covert 
do the shifty behind the scenes, dark back alley stuff. Right. So I think, I don't know, maybe Marvel needs to just say, Hey, we had a really good run with the Yost X-Force. And then we had another great run with Remender. We need to just let this be classic. Yeah. Retire it for a while. I would love to see that. I think it's kind of like with Phoenix, you know, the dark Phoenix saga was so good. It was just perfect. They needed to just leave it alone, but they're like, how much can we pump out of this baby, you know? And now it's a very watered-down concept. I agree. Good. <laughs> we still haven't figured out what what's so good about, I guess we did, maybe a little bit, about the Age of Ultron. I still thought it was awful. Nothing happens and the art was ugly. Oh, I liked it. I mean, I really like the first one. I'm interested to see what happens and who all um, is able to to fit in. I, I and the thing the thing Peter Parker is killing me because that is definitely Peter Parker Spider Man. That is there's definitely. no way that's Doc Ock. Yeah. So, I think that's a shame that Slot had to go and ruin that. <laughs> go ruin that. I don't understand how Scott likes that book so much. I don't know. Maybe we need to have him on sometime. He slot is single-handedly ruining Spider-Man because he's making it now. Like he, he is very creative guy. He's coming up with, with ways that Spider-Man could be better. Like he could be a better crime fighter having all these, but like when Peter Parker eventually gets back and he doesn't use these methods, because another writer comes on and says, this isn't what Spider-Man is. Spider-Man is out there trying his hardest, doing, thinking, working harder, not smarter, which Doc Ock is doing the opposite. You know, people are going to be like, well, I don't understand. Why doesn't he utilize this? Why doesn't he? He's making it a boring book. If he just sits in like Misty Knight did and sits in a control room where he's like, oh, I got to go take care of this. It's a good thing I was watching. That's a that's a sucky title. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I just <sighs> like to hear you go off. He's killing one of my favorite books. He's making it so boring. Do you miss Peter Parker? I do. I do. I miss I miss the Peter Parker that I've read about, which I don't get. You know where I get Peter Parker? I get him when he shows up in Venom. That's the dose I get when he's like, oh, hey, really sorry about missing your whatever. What are you talking about? The book Venom. He shows up there? Yeah, because it's Flash Thompson. Oh, oh yeah, but how can if, if Peter Parker is gone, how can he show up? Because who's writing Venom right now? Asmus? No. Uh, Bun. Because Cullen Bun is a better writer of Peter Parker than Slot is. But why is Peter Parker there if Peter Parker is like deep into Octavius's mind or whatever? Maybe they didn't happen at the same time. Maybe he's just a better oh. faker in that book. I don't know. Okay, so he's still around. What, Peter Parker? Yeah. No, it's probably Doc Ock. I don't know. What? I You are confusing me. <laughs> I'm saying that... Cullen Bunn might be writing him as Peter Parker as this took place before the mind swap of 
amazing number 700. Gotcha. It's possible. Okay. Hickman and Avengers had to address it too. Sunspot and uh, Cannonball were like, oh, what's with that guy? He's, you know, and it's terrible that he's got to be used in a fantastic literary masterpiece that is going to be Avengers. And Hickman's got to be like, well, it wasn't really him because Slot for a while, you know, the whole Marvel Universe editorial team made us all use Doc Ock instead of Peter. Yeah. (laughs) That's stupid. I agree. I don't like that. Anyway, I'm done. I'm going to get angry. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Move it. All right. We're going to do some State of the Union. The State of Our Union. Okay. Okay. State of the Union. We're just going to hit a couple topics. Uh, so... Jared, South by Southwest, these Marvel uh, announcements. Have you heard of them? What? I don't have this on my notes. I know. I just, I know. (laughs) South by Southwest, do you remember anything that was announced? Oh, with all the Gamma, Electronic, whatever, Wolverine stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what do you think? I just don't care. Why? I like my floppies <laughs> and my <laughs> trades. I, I'm not into the digital thing. Well, let's talk a little bit. Marvel First. Do you remember we were trying to speculate and figure out exactly what Marvel number one, Marvel First was? Yeah. And obviously we thought it was Marvel Man coming up. It was his first debut. Yeah. Well, we were wrong. Well, I didn't think that. Oh, okay. Well, you weren't wrong. I was wrong. I know. Okay, Marvel First was they were releasing like 700 mar- number ones on through Comixology for free, right? Yeah, do you remember? That's what I guessed it was going to be. No. I did. I was like, I bet they're going to do like between six and 800 number ones. They're going to release them digitally. You did don't remember you, that? Did I you say that? Are you full of lies? I sit on the throne. Are your pants on fire right now? I sit on the throne of lies. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so anyway, all the servers crashed and everything, and nobody could get their books. How many books did you get? Um, I just kept hitting refresh, 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 like, wonder what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> so the same as what we did that time we tried to get tickets to San Diego? Oh, my gosh. I'm still upset. Stop <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three years ago. It was. Man, we should not do that again. No, I, I got seven books. I think um, no, I thought Kevin got sixty before he got kicked down or something. Whoa. Mhm. That's why it crashed. Yep. Kevin. And I didn't get any anything good either. I got like a World War Hulk X Men number. Oh, why'd you even get that? I don't know. It was it was like at the top of the list. I just started oh. going down through the list. I just started scrolling down and noticing all the issues that they missed. <laughs> Oh, they don't have that one. Oh, they don't have that one. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Do you think it was a worthwhile try? Do you think it was a good uh, incentive initiative? Heck get, yeah. Get people yeah. To digital? Yeah, it was on the front page of uh, msn.com. It was in newspapers. It was on entertainment feeds. It was all over the place. I thought it was great. 
but you, but you like the paper. You don't like the digital. Yeah, it's not good for me. It's good well, for everyone else. Yeah, but aren't you afraid that if you encourage that a whole lot, then they're eventually not going to publish the paper? No, I don't think that's that's going to happen. I just because there's still people that just like books. They just do, and I just think any any way to get Marvel's characters out there, whether it's a cartoon or a movie or a digital release or a poster, put it out there. To what end? For for what purpose? To for broader recognition, really. These are my these characters are like my kids. They're a part of my family, and I want I want everybody else to know about them. You know, yeah. Like Marvel made that announcement where they're partnering with the people that do Disney on Ice and and Cirque du Soleil stuff, and they're going to have a Marvel show going around. Like that is genius. That is awesome. That is pretty cool. Wouldn't it be awesome to take your girls to Marvel on Ice or whatever? You know, it, it's not like going to be the diehard continuity that didn't happen or anything, but to see like Daredevil and Spider-Man on ice skates battling hand ninjas and your girls get to see what you've seen in your mind a million times. That's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That is cool. I, I do like they are making they are making great strides in uh you know, in trying to do these things and trying to get the names and the characters out there. Disney purchasing Marvel was the best thing. I think we'll look back and say that was the best thing that's ever happened to Marvel. You think so? It it provided them <clears throat> dirty green paper to be able to be more accessible is what it did. Dirty green paper. I mean, that's all money is. Yeah. People, people get too much into it, but that, at the end of the day, that's what it is. But that dirty green paper gets you into theme parks and gets you name recognition and gets you commercials for your toys and that a, a comic book company that owns a couple stories of a building in New York just can't do. Now, what do you think about the Marvel Unlimited, Unlimited stuff? Well, you didn't tell me what you thought. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, I think it's, I think inevitably they have to go this way. Like there's something in our company, everybody wants computer based training. Um, but if we were to put it out there, like it's crazy. Everything I learn about business, I learn from comic books. It's it's insane. <laughs> um, if we were to put it out there, we would run our instructors out of business because there's no reason if they can go to a computer terminal, then why would they go to a facility and have somebody sit there and teach them this stuff? Yep. So digital, if if you just roll that out, then your your local comic shops, who are your biggest customers, there's no reason for their customers to go to them. Yep. So I like the fact that they when you know when you uh, when you do a digital code when you redeem a digital code you put in which local comic shop so that they can get some sort of incentive. So that helps, you know. Yeah. Um, that helps them. I, I like that. But I think that <clears throat> eventually they're going to come to the point where they say, if you want paper comics, you're going to have to get them from a distributor or you're going to have to get them from Marvel directly. Um, it's going to be a commodity. If you want to read your comics, then you have to go download them digitally. Well, not download, but rent them from Comixology. You think they're they're going to go all that way? Well, it's kind of like you said. There's always going to be pe- people who like paper, right? Yeah. But will there be enough for a print run 
that will go out to multiple comic shops? Will there be enough to sustain a comic book shop, or will there be enough for Marvel to print some and keep them on hand and mail them out to people? Well, I mean, it would be great if it just went to like it used to be, and that when you went to Walmart and Target and the stores, there was a comic book rack, you know? You know what? It might go back to that because look at the uh, look at the video rental industry. How many yeah. video rental stores are there? Yeah, very few. Yeah, there's vending machines, right? Yeah. There's kiosks. And so basically you either get your content online or you go to an outlet for these, not a specialty store. Yeah. So it should be interesting to watch. Um I think eventually to stay in the game, they have to push it. Marvel is way ahead of everybody else. Marvel's ahead of Image. Marvel's ahead of DC. I read some uh, articles that said that DC was getting some super low numbers with their combo packs. And, there, and people are treating their combo packs like collector's items. They don't open them and redeem the code. Mm. So they'll buy two copies. They'll buy one without the code and one with the code. And they never redeem it because mm. they want it in mint condition. Mm. I I think that if Marvel stays with their current marketing and distribution, I think that more than just the 399 books and the uh, trades and hardcovers, because I said all the premier hardcovers are going to have them too now. Um, I think that all the 299 books, I think every book is going to have a digital download. I do too. So it should be interesting. It should be interesting. It does bring up the question of, you know, what will there be comic shops in 10 years? You yeah. know, what, how will that exist? And I think I hope it, there are. I, I, I don't it will. I don't plan on it ever happen, but I think it'd be awesome to own a comic shop. Uh, I think it would, too. But you would have to be you can't live off of that. It would no. have to be a storefront for something else like DCB service. They have a they have a comic shop. You can walk in and go there. But, yeah. you know, they're a warehouse. Basically, yeah. they have a storefront attached to a warehouse. I think yeah. that they will continue to exist. I think that Mile High Comics or Midtown or whatever, where everybody orders from, they'll continue to exist just through name recognition. But I, I don't see how the little guys can keep going and if that's their primary revenue stream. Me either. Kind of sad. Sad state of affairs. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to Marvel Unlimited. Now, this I don't get. Well, why don't you tell everybody what it's about? <clears throat> Basically, I think they're going to they're, – they're, they're having a Marvel Unlimited app. Instead of going to Marvel Unlimited and buying a subscription to all these back issues so you can read up on your favorite characters, then now you can do it on your phone, right? I don't know. But supposedly – you're supposed to be able to get the back issues for a monthly fee six months or greater after they are published. But that's not holding true. That's something they said up to six years after they were published, or six months after they were published. But none of them are on there. I think the earliest ones are like April 2011. Mm. Or 2012, I think. See, too many problems with digital. Just buy your paper copies and don't worry about that stuff. Well, that's the thing. Nobody's keeping up. Like, I, I went online. Um, I tweeted at Marvel and Agent M, who is, you know, their online guy. 
And uh, they, they have a webpage that's supposed to be the definitive list of comics with the codes attached to them. And there's only four of them on there. <laughs> I, I tweeted, I was like, are we going to update this page? Never heard back. <laughs> they were like, okay, every single comic that has a code is going to be listed on this page. That's what the page says. The first one was like Ultimate Spider-Man, such and such, blah, blah, blah. And then there were three others, and then done. Nothing. It's just too hard to keep up with, I think. And you know what? I've found going deep into Marvel's website and stuff, it's not a well-constructed thing. It may look good, but and it's made strides over the past couple months because they have revamped it a little bit. But the organization, because I go there and, and grab the pictures off, and the pictures aren't named correctly. They have different. Uh, they have the wrong issue number. They have the wrong artist attached to them, and they just throw them up on the FTP server. And you know they they come out, but underneath it just it's a terrible mess. I've noticed that a couple times too. The website's just full of misinformation or slow news, and they should really be on top of that, you know. I would think so, but it makes me think that that stuff is an afterthought, you know. Yeah. But I think they're changing their thought process on a lot of this stuff. What makes you think that? Well, because they did revamp their website and they did they are up, updating that and they are making strides more toward digital and they have a Marvel storefront to redeem your codes even though it's powered by uh, Comixology. So it's in-house a little bit and they're doing all the AR stuff. So I think they're making I think they're getting to where they need to be. Yeah. Uh the next thing uh Project Gamma. And this is when you're reading digital it has sound effects not looped. I don't I don't understand what the big deal is here. It sounds almost like the motion like kind of into a motion comic but without motions just music it's just to me it was like okay i for this page this music like it's just background music and then when you touch it to swipe it goes <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't get i don't understand what the big deal is i really <laughs> don't like this is progress you just said that they were progressing yeah but this is like this is like a baby step just for the sake of taking a step. Like, we got to do something. What about <laughs> sound? Can we add sound? Yes. Whoosh. Done. Record it. Put it on there. <laughs> I like your take. I mean, that, I think that's really what it is. I, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to fool with it, but I don't have an iPad. But We should just do our own. We should just get to, uh, load up a digital comic book. Make some sound effects, do some voices, and I bet our fans would love that. <laughs> if it takes this long to record, how in the world are we well, going to do that? And you'd have to do the girl voices. I mean, I can do that. No problem. Yeah. You always want to do impersonations of people anyways. So Please that'd be- save me, Spider-Man! All right, let's do this. We'll ask a question, and then you be Sentry, and I'll be Spider-Man. No, Andy, we will not do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, our fans like that. Yes, and when was the last time we did that? Because they don't like it. You have such a bad attitude, that's why we (laughs) don't do it. 
Because <laughs> it's dumb. It's not <laughs> dumb. Oh, uh, we should put a poll on the webpage. You do that. Go ahead. Put a poll on the webpage. I already put a poll on the webpage. People like to hear us be Modoc and Magneto and Charles. They do. My nephew does an awesome Modoc impersonation. We need to get him. Five. And he sounds just like Modoc on Superhero Squad. It's great. All right. Marvel Weekly Digital Comics with Wolverine. Oh my gosh, more digital crap. Well, that's all Southwest was. South by Southwest is all interactive uh, stuff. I know, but I wanted to see, like, new Marvel Legends. (laughs) (laughs) There's that that Deadpool uh, video game coming out. Yeah, that's rated M. There's no way I'm going to play that. (laughs) I'm not going to play it just because I think it's... That's not... How sad is this? That's not how he is in my head when I read it, so I'm not going to play it because I don't want it to hurt my imagination. <laughs> and you don't read it anymore. Cause That's the truth, good. though. I, that surprises me, too. What? We've got this Deadpool comic book that isn't in the top 10, isn't in the top 20, isn't in the top 30. We're making a video game off it, but we can't get a decent Spider-Man or decent X-Men video game. But we got a Deadpool video game. Uh, they have they've done the X Men and the Spider Man. It's time to shine the light on a different product where they can actually rate it M. That's what sells, man. Yeah, it does. But I guess when you read it and you don't say the words, it's like watching a move a TV show with bleeps in it, like bleep bleep bleep. You know? Yeah. When you take the bleeps off, you're like, oh, isn't really that good. <laughs> Do you ever get that? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. We don't really watch that, but like, if there's a TV show on on the regular stations or whatever, it just when you say the word, it takes away from it and like makes me cringe. But if yeah. you bleep it, I'm like, oh, a bleep. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely like the the stuff in the comic books, the little symbols more than the blackout. Yeah, I didn't care for that in Uncanny X-Force. Yeah, but what did you think about that? Somebody brought up that um, Psylocke cursing. Like every three pages. Yeah, like does she curse? Not that I knew. Her and, But her and Spiral sure had quite a bit to say. Yeah, that's that was weird to me. Yeah. You know what? The first time I read Spider-Man where Spider-Man cursed, I was like, what? Peter, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> I was in high school and I was like, I had no idea you had a filthy mouth. I know. He's dirty. All right. Marvel Weekly Digital Comics with Wolverine. Do we care about this? I don't. Okay. Do you? Well, here's here's my problem. Okay. If it comes out digital first, then do I count it as canon? Do I give it a shot? Is it going to be published in paper? Do only paper things count as canon? The Infinite Comics, did they count? Should I read that? Should I have read that for AVX? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This added content stuff, like I, the GameCube game with Venom, like the Ultimate Spider-Man GameCube game, it was supposed to be in continuity. I choose to believe it's not continuity because then I don't have to play it and I still get the full story. 
But if something happens where I don't get the full story because it's only based on one medium instead of my medium of choice, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> it's like Havoc being on the Uncanny Avengers. Are you are you mocking uh, me? Yes. Do you not see my point? Do you not I agree? I absolutely see your point. Do yes, you I totally see it. Do you agree? I do agree. All right. Well, but it's just funny. You get all Seinfeld up on it. It's kind of funny. What are you talking about? Yeah, like your voice starts to get a little high, and then you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, can you believe? George. <laughs> I'm dying here. <laughs> Is it in continuity? I don't know. I'm drinking my water. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's move on to the Tinas. I'm done with this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, the Tina Awards. Oh, yeah, favorite part. It's been too long. It's been too long. I've missed my Tina. Oh, that's a line from one of Tina's songs. It's been so long. I'm putting out the fire with gasoline. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm looking back at my Tina Awards. Yeah. Um, one we may not have talked about. You may not have got it. <laughs> okay. Actually, these are all going to be tough. But is is "Teach Me Again" is that a is that a Tina song? It is. Okay. All right. Good. I'm good to go. It's a duet. Oh, good. What's all right. Good? How many you got? Three. Oh, good. I got four. Whoa. I know. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Number. (laughs) Now I'm super (laughs) self-conscious. Fantastic. Number one. Teach me again. again oh my gosh i feel like we talked about a billion things we did teach me teach me and teach it again uh gardens of the galaxy point one no wolverine and the (laughs) x-men it's okay it's it's uh taught wait it's teach me to love something again does that (laughs) teach me to love something again Oh yeah, I remember Tina not singing that song. No, this is a this is a hint to help you. <laughs> oh, we'll just change the words of the song. I can't, I can't, Te- I, I can't help that. Teach me to not love something again. Is that what you said? No, teach me again is the the award, and it stands for something taught me to love something again. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Andy. <laughs> okay. Nova One taught me to love Loeb again. Oh, you never said that in your review. Okay. I love Loeb. I had to... I would have severely smacked you down. <laughs> I had to scroll down. I couldn't see the Tina's and my notes at the same time. <laughs> oh, 
Andy, really. All right, go. Your turn. No, really, that's what we're going to call it. You loved, you loved it? I, I really enjoyed Spider-Man Blue. I loved Spider-Man Blue. If this can be as heartfelt as that, which I don't think it can, I'm just going to give him a chance, you know? Like, I didn't, I'm not going to just dismiss him like I normally would. Well, then you should take up Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon, again. No. I might give it a try. I don't know. I mean, the one where he turns into a frog, that's good stuff. I've only seen half of the first one. <laughs> that's funny. You could only make it that far. It was bad. It was too silly. Yeah, it is very silly. Okay. Great spirit. Great Spirits. Is that the first time we've used that award? It might have been. It's not one that lends it to comic books each week. Great Spirits. From the Brother Bear soundtrack. Brother Bear. One of the worst Disney movies ever. I would never see that. Ugh. It's all about reincarnation and it was crazy. But I do love how he says it. He's, instead of Brother Bear, he's always like on the commercial is like brother bear <laughs> it's, it's true he did they still play those commercials down in louisiana in my mind i play it every day <laughs> Great you're gonna sp- need to walk into work tomorrow and go brother bear Ha-cha! <laughs> Ha-cha! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay great spirit oh man what did we talk about? <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Uncanny X-Force number two because you said it had, he looks like he's possessed by the demon bear? Yeah, good job. Really? Yeah. Are you are you yawning? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you heard Stunner! me. <laughs> no, I was going, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two. Thief of Hearts. Put it Guardians of the Galaxy Point One. Yes. Why? Um, how he stole her heart when he went back to space. Oh, that's so sweet. I get it? Yep. Yes. Wow, that was good. That didn't take you long at all. Awesome. Because it was one of the titles that we covered. Yes. Yeah, that was. All right. Number two, Can't Stop Thinking of You. Stop thinking of you. Uh, Age of Ultron, number one? No. Number two? No. Number one, number two. Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, no. 
I hear typing. Can't stop thinking of you. Was it Nova number one? Yes. Because the dad couldn't stop thinking about being in the Nova Corps? You got it. You got it. All right. Uh, try three. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see here. Now, this one, again, is going to be hard. Complicated disaster. Ultron War. Wow, you are spot on tonight. Not even a pause. Because it's awful. It's a disaster. It's complicated. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, they're setting up a big mess. How does it fit in the Marvel now? Yeah. I don't know. All right, you're shot. Help. Help me. Ultron? Yes. Ultron attacks and the heroes need help. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is great. Been very choleric about it. Uh, okay. Last one. Ready? Ready. When I was young... Nova. No. That was a good guess. Yes, because the dad was young when he was in the Nova Corps. I said no, but that was a good guess. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy. No. <sighs> uh, when I was young. Is this about any of the issues we talked about? I mean, we talked about them. All right, does this be all the digital stuff and how when we were young we had floppies? No. No? No, this was another thing I forgot to mention. Oh, oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, it's Uncanny X-Men. It, it it makes me feel like I was when I was reading them when I was young. Because it's like starting over, clean slate. I understand there's not a whole lot of continuity mess. It's more like, all right, we're starting now. I think Bendis is doing a good job with it. Okay. Seems seems clean, you know what I mean? I'll give it to you. Uh, you're very kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so interesting. Almost every title, except for like Avengers Arena and maybe one or two others, we're just polar opposite. <laughs> That's wild. I think we do really need to compare our lists side by side. Make a list of everything that's come out and 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 say, okay, is it a one, two, or three? Is it a have to read 
eh, could read or pass. Yeah. I would love to see that. Oh, we we should do that. Okay. I'll <laughs> list. I'll throw it in the Dropbox. <laughs> you still can't open Word files and Excel files, right? No. When are you going to fix your computer? I just want to get a new one. When are you going to get a new one? Probably not for a while. Okay. Because I've got the codes to upload the the software, the Word software, but I don't want to upload it and then be like, yeah, I want a new computer, and then have just blown that money. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So I don't know. I don't know. What are we going to do? All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm going to sign off before I lose my voice. And uh, I think well, that's about for our info. This is uh, this is Marvel Six One Six Politics. You can email us at Marvel Six One Six Politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, Marvel Six One Six Politics. Why would you visit the website? If you don't use iTunes, then go and download it or stream it from the website. Uh, if not, then do uh, Bitly slash Marvel Six One Six Politics, and that will take you to our iTunes page. You can follow us on Twitter at 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We just posted a poll. You can also give us a call with a question or concern. Leave us a voicemail, 616-755-TINA. Well, I, I, I'm done. And we are sponsored by dcbservice.com and communityretailpartnership.com. DCBService.com. Get all your pre-orders. Two months. Order them. And you get them for 40 up to 50% off, especially if you do the Marvel Now bundle, which is fantastic. I love it. Um, you get all your books. And I tell you what, these books are in pristine condition. I have never seen books look this good. Unless they're in my house. That's that's not true. Yes, that is true. Oh, just wait till pristine. Just Where do you wait think till I you have kids. You, I have great birth control. <laughs> I teach kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would do it. It does every day. All right, what's our other sponsor? Communityretailpartnership.com. You can look them up on Facebook at facebook.com/communityretailpartnership to get up to eighty percent off. All of your Office Depot needs, from coffee to pens to binders to paper and even markers. And coffee and stuff too, right? Break room supplies? Yeah, like Coffee Mate and Folgers and like the big time stuff. Some of the deals we saw were, I was kind of surprised that we were able to get some like K-Cups. Some of the K-Cups are like 50 and 60% off. Yeah, that's worth it right there. Those stuff, and that's expensive. We don't even drink coffee, and Jennifer and I are ordering them. Uh, well, that's, that's just downright crazy. It is. It's nuts. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I am done. I am spent. I need to go home. I am done. I am Jared, and I am home. <laughs> okay. Well, until next time, I'm Andy Kirby. And I'm Jared Mayo. Again. Hacha. <laughs> Keep listening. This is Marvel 616 Politics.
Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you, my flying friend? <laughs> I, I, I am well. And you? Great. Hey, great is good. I mean, my cat died. What? No. Oh. I've been saying that lately at church when people ask me how I am. <laughs> That's fantastic. Because it's like, what are you? You're. Who, who wants to be that person? So I feel like I should be that person. I hate it when people. Like there used to be a guy here that was like, I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, question done for today. Yeah, I'm not asking you because I really want you to tell me your life story. Uh, yeah, I'm just acknowledging I, your presence as you being in the hallway, and if I don't talk to you, it's weird. Right. I'm more like saying, hey, there you are, and I'm right here. Yep. I acknowledge you. Hello. <laughs> acknowledge. Sometimes I answer emails like that. Hua, heard, understood, and acknowledged. That's all people need. That's what you reply with? Yep. I'm, I'm more of a gotcha. 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 I've been or using I guess, like you say Roger that a lot. Yeah, I've been using that more and more. <laughs> That's your new one, pulling that one out of the 1950s. What? 1950s? Roger that. Roger that. <laughs> Over. <laughs> so how's it been? There. <laughs> you know what? I think this thing just started recording. <laughs>